brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. January 11, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. It's raining out there again and looks like all the weather, weather models kind of all over the place. We're going to see sunshine this afternoon. Who are we going to listen to? <laughs> I promise you there will be sunshine this afternoon. I, I predicted it yesterday and it happened. It's going to happen again today. Then... Uh, it's going to take a turn for the south. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm saying before before it gets really bad, we're going to see sun. We're going to see sun. So I do have it right here, Pat. Because who you're going to listen to? Because you're right. Yesterday you said we're looking out the window here, Sylvan Hill. It's dark. Rain is following. We were seeing a little bit of snow in there, and you sat there on that mic and you said sun's going to come out today. And I went, <laughs> Rod Hill need... doesn't have anything on me. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I had to put sunglasses on when I drove home. And See? the whole and the whole time I was thinking, I need to get into the studio early. I think this is like a back to the future type thing. You have a weather almanac from the future. Oh, it's, it's the only that, explanation. It's that those bad joints in his knees that tell him that, what's that, going that's on. It. And my little weather beetle. Yeah. <laughs> But you were absolutely right because lo and behold, I'm driving home at, it was three o'clock and the sun was out. It was out. I told you. And so, you know, now that we're we're all here in the studio, of course, I head north to Vancouver, Clark County. Pat, you're right here in Portland. Eric, our producer here on the morning show, you're heading south to Salem. Yeah, And you right. had clear skies. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a little dark, a little iffy. Uh, road was still a little bit wet, but... It was it was sunny, very sunny. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a good walk in, and then at five o'clock it started raining again. It did, so get it you. did, and then it's been doing that pretty much off and on ever since. But uh, Eric and I also had an adventure with snow yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> remind our listeners about this. This was a good okay, story. So so we're on Sylvan Hill, mm-hmm. and we're on kind of the bottom of Sylvan Hill, right parallel to uh, Highway 26 here. And up at the top of the hill is our transmitter and our satellite dish, which is at Coin Tower, not the one downtown, but the actual broadcast tower where Coin and several other radio stations and TV stations broadcast from. And we went up there with the, to clear the snow out of our satellite dish because we heard when uh, around 11 o'clock yesterday morning we during Dr. Ray's show heard, and I said, oh, I bet that we got some snow in the dish. Boy, did we have snow in the dish. It was, I mean, there was, what, Eric, three or four inches of yeah, snow it in was, the dish. It, Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It was a, so, here's, snow. What, uh, here's what I heard back, though, from your adventure. You guys went up there to clear snow away, and you did not bring a single tool with you to do that job. This is true. We got up there and realized <laughs> we did not have a tool to clean it out. So I, I'm listening to my friend Chris Blanchard, who is a Marine, uh-huh. adapt and overcome, adapt and overcome, and we found a mop. An old mop. And and Eric, Eric, what are you, seven foot two? Almost. So he has lo- the long arms that he got in there. And, and, and uh, yeah, we got the dish cleaned out. The snow's out. Hopefully it will stay out, but I don't think so, judging by this forecast. But, yeah, we had fun yesterday, the, the mud and, and the muck, but... Uh, 
Eric came through. We are, we're breaking like Eric it. in in a good way. I was yeah. going to say, we preserved our shoes as well. We, we no did. shoes I'm, ruined. I'm wearing them. They're, they still got the shine on them. <laughs> oh, so. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I am excited to say the good deacon, he has been on travel this week. He is coming home today. I don't know. Here's the thing, though, with my planning. He is coming home. I have only the time. I don't know what airline he's flying. I don't know actually where he's coming from. I know where he's at, but I think there's a connection in there. I have no idea. All I know is I was told to make sure somebody's there to pick him up because he when he arrives. Um, But with all the latest news with Alaska Airlines, especially coming this direction into Portland, it's quite possible his original plane was a Max 9. They've been grounded through the weekend. So I'm kind of waiting to hear if in fact he's got an airplane to get on. I guarantee you if uh, I texted Scott right now, he would know exactly what plane he was supposed to be on because that's always something that he checks out when he flies. Oh, I I can imagine he's very detailed. What kind of plane was it? I don't know. It had three seats and three seats and there were wings, (laughs) engines on the outside. And I got a lovely uh, bag of pretzels and a drink. That's what I know about my flights. (laughs) I see. We'll see. I'll let you you know. Do you pay attention during the safety announcements? No, but I usually read the pamphlet that's (laughs) in front of me. <laughs> what else you got going on this morning? Well, lots of news, of course, along with that airline cancellations. We'll cover that. Bishop Seitz, who you are familiar with very, there very in Texas, with, uh-huh. he has a heart and a passion for immigration. And that seems to be a top issue in the upcoming elections. And he's spoken out a little bit about it. So we're going to talk about that and see how he's working with lawmakers and the USCCB to come to a resolution. Oh, I'll be interested in hearing that. Good, holy, holy bishop there. And we have got uh, some stories uh, revolving around the weather, of course, to talk about. But also, Pope Francis is talking about Something I think you and I are guilty of, Brenda, gluttony. <laughs> gluttony. What? Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to barbecue. No, uh, but, but Pope Francis uh, yesterday in his Wednesday general audience talking about gluttony, and, and I'm reading these comments. They hit a little too close to home. Okay. Yeah. You put uh, chips and dip in front of me. <laughs> There's not going to be any left. In oh, bring quick... on the queso. Come <laughs> That's on. Right. We do have a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to th- start things now with Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Wake up the giant in my heart It sleeps so soundly in the dark Warm my soul with the morning sun Light up creation with all you've done
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Cooper Ray. Wake the dawn. Wake up. It's 710 here on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, we are walking with Mary through 2024. How can we do that? Monsignor John Syak joins Brenda next. And we'll check that winter weather forecast for you next at Matra Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Matraday Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
It is 713 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 44 and a low of 32 with a 100% chance of precipitation today. Snow level is around 1,700 feet. Otherwise, if you're below that, it's going to rain until about 11 p.m. when the snow might start to take over. But don't expect accumulation yet. That'll happen later in the weekend. All right. I'll be watching for it. It looks there's I look at one moment and it shows snow and then now there's no snow. But then if you go in during the day, there's a few little bits of snow and then local news says beat inches and inches, almost a foot of snow possible. So I don't know what's going to happen. What I do know, currently it's 36 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 36 at St. Joseph the Worker Parish here in Portland. So how are you going to make 2024 different than any previous year? Now, perhaps you've made a New Year's resolution, but no. Yeah, you're going to stick with it for a few weeks, maybe a month or two. But then you're going to go back to your old habits. You need the inspiration of the saints to help you and walk with you throughout the year. There's no better saint than our Mother Mary. The year began with the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and you can carry Carry this feast day with you every day this year to make it like none other as you grow in faith. Joining me this morning to share more is our good friend, Monsignor John Syak, pastor at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Monsignor Syak, did you make any New Year's resolutions that you think you're going to try to keep, but know you'll probably break them within a few months? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and to tell you the truth, you know, now that I'm in my uh, 50s, it's like that we learn to like, well, maybe I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions. There you go. Because I just, I can never, you know, fulfill them. But uh, doing a doing a new thing, uh, well, it's not a new thing, but we're new, new to us here at Christ the King. There's a group of us men who are doing Exodus 90 for oh, sure for the, for the new year, and and uh, so far so good. Um, but uh, that's a that's a beautiful thing. But I know that one of the best ways to be able to make changes in your life is when you're doing them with someone else, and you can have that support with it. Is and I think that's that's one of the things I. As 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 we approach this new year, you know that we want to approach it as 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 Christians and as Catholics. As like this is as as members of Christ, we do things together, and and it's it's our enemy who wants to divide and wants to isolate and make us feel all alone. And and uh, I think that's a lot of times why we fail at our New Year's resolutions is we try to do it on our own under our own power, and um, yeah, and we don't, usually yeah. don't get very far. Um, but uh, I, I heard some heard great fruits come from the Exodus 90 thing for men, um, and a big part of it is that is that they they uh, we do it together and there's check-ins and it's uh, it's all you know very much geared for living the Christian life more freely. So so I think one of the things we want to keep in mind as we go forward with our New Year's resolutions is. Is like what you, what you had said at the beginning. You know, we look at to, to the saints. You know, the, of who to walk with, mm-hmm. and we just started the year, the the calendar year with this awesome feast of Our Lady Mary, Mother of God, and this is a very ancient uh, title of Our Lady. In fact, it was really fought over. You know, in the fourth century with the, with the Arian heresy and with the Nestorian heresy. Yeah, I'd love to ask you about that. In fact. Christ himself, he told us from the cross, behold your mother. And I think with those words, he gave the Blessed Virgin Mary to the whole world forever. And we can walk with her this year. 
She is a perfect intercessor, and we celebrate her under that name, Mary, Mother of God. As you just said, it was a kind of a controversy. How did we get to that title? How do we now understand her as, how can any human be the Mother of God? Yeah, I, th- I think, well, well first is, is the, everything we have with Our Lady has to do with the nature of Jesus Christ himself. So he's, he's a totally unique being because he's God and man, and without ceasing to be God, he took up our human nature, united it to himself, you know, in the incarnation, and suffered, died, and rose in that, in that nature. And that nature is forever united with his divine nature, and, is, and, it, and the Church came to understand, using some, some tools, uh, some vocabulary from Greek philosophy to help to kind of our human minds to help to understand that mystery a little bit more, right? The mysteries always exceeds what we can, we can conceive in our minds, but this, this idea that his, we have this word of nature and the word person, and the way that came to understand is that Jesus has two natures, two complete natures, one divine and one human, and that his divine nature has been with him from all eternity of being the begotten of the Father. Um, and then, you know, in the incarnation, he takes that human nature, unites it, and it's united in his one person, the person of God the Son. And and that took, you know, that, that took some uh, uh, controversy to sort out. That was really big in the, in the Arian controversy, because Arius had said, you know, Jesus is this great guy, and he's, he's kind of a super creature, but he's not consubstantial with the Father. He's not God. He's... Um, and we re- we profess that in the Nicene Creed, you know, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made consubstantial with the Father. If we know our history, is like all those lines in the Creed are directly aimed against the errors of Arius, uh, so that we have this. And so then we kind of go forward in the, in time, and we we hit another uh, heresy, another controversy, and. That has to do with the title of Our Lady of, of Theotokos in Greek, the God-bearer, as we translate in English, the Mother of, mother of God. And, and uh, there was a controversy attributed to, to Nestorius of, uh, you, know, we can, you know, Mary is the mother of Jesus in his humanity, but, but we can't really call her Mother of God, because she's not God, and, and you know, that no one gave birth to God, because uh, God is from all eternity, and and. And so what that introduced is this kind of division in Christ, this, this kind of split between his human and divine nature, which we always distinguish, but we don't separate or split apart. And so the Church and in the, in the Council of Ephesus especially uh, reiterated this title to Our Lady, uh, that it is valid to give it to her because, because the person uh, who is in the, his human nature in Christ is, is God the Son, and so um, we can we can say that properly that that Our Lady is the Mother of God, and I think what that highlights, Brenda, is that of the special role Our Lady has in the in salvation history and the work of salvation. Right? She is she is the perfect Christian. Right? right. She's the perfect. She's the, she's the new Ark of the New Covenant. She is the new Eve. She is the perfect response, human response to the call of God. And in, in utter obedience, and and so she has this special role in our in our uh, in our lives as Christians, and, and and Jesus gave her to us from the cross, and I say this a lot, but and bear with me if I've said it before, but you know every every word from Jesus's mouth is important, and especially those words that came when he was being crucified, mm-hmm. right? You can just imagine how 
much it took for him to say those words in the midst of his agony. And he said those words, you know, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother. And so I think we really need to take that to heart as, as followers of Christ and to, and to live into that reality and that invitation of, of, of life with Our Lady. I mean, Nazareth is our home too, right? Jesus made it that. We should, in our prayer, we should go up to that, we should imagine that, door, that, that uh, house in Nazareth. We should go up and knock on that door and, and have Our Lady open the door and welcome us in. Oh, That's our family. It is our family, and Mary is our mother, and we know that her prayer is an important prayer that is important to Jesus, too. And so we go through Mary to get to the heart of Christ. And as you said earlier in our interview, going through the Exodus 90 program, the accountability is there. Many women taking on the Magnify program that is similar to that as well for women. Monsignor Syak joining us this morning as we talk about Mary, the mother of God, and how she can be the perfect guide this year to have a 2024 like no other. Monsignor Syak, I've appreciated your time so much. Would you believe I'm already up against my break? Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. Would be happy to. 23 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And yes, if you want to walk through 2024 with Mary, we have, I counted them yesterday, we have about a dozen of the Marian calendars left for 2024. So we'll send one to you. All you have to do is go online and if you can check out those resources or, or send us an email at info at we'll send you one of these be- beautiful, magnificent Marian calendars calendars marks all of our ladies feast days throughout the new year and all you have to do is let us know you want one and we'll get one out to you from Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Early Days of the Brotherhood. This is how our brothers lived in the early days at the Church of Our Lady of the Angels. Although it was already a holy place, they made it even more holy by constant prayer and silence. If anyone spoke after the time set aside for silence, it was to speak devoutly and discreetly of things pertaining to the praise of God and the salvation of souls. They curbed the desires of the flesh, not only by fasting, but also by frequent vigils, by enduring the cold and light clothing, and by working with their hands. In order to avoid idleness, they would often go and help poor farmers work their fields, and sometimes after work, the farmers would share their bread with them for love of God. They sanctified themselves and the place by these and other virtuous acts. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. 
Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio and buckle up because Old Man Winter is going to be blowing in in a big way this weekend. We'll give you the latest weather just ahead. And along with that, we're going to make sure that you, your family, and your home is ready for the big storm if it comes. We'll tell you about that coming up in news. Here is Leanna Crawford with How Can You Not? And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I see the sunrise in the morning and a million stars at night. I hear the birds, they can't stop singing hallelujah. I see his goodness when I fall down and his grace that picks me up. Every day I can't stop singing hallelujah. How can you
And that is Leanna Crawford with How Can You Not? It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. A new report from the Catholic charity Aid to the Church in Need shows that more than 130 Catholic priests and religious were arrested, kidnapped, or murdered in 2023. Eric Wunderlich has more details on this disturbing publication. Yeah, thank you, Pat. The worst part about it is that this number has increased from last year's report, which found only 124 instances of uh, kidnappings, arrests, or murders of uh, clergy or religious sisters. The increase is in large part due to a higher number of arrests by authoritarian governments, along which Daniel Ortega's Nicaragua accounts for 46 of those under the guise of political dissent. The report states that some priests have been released from state custody, while others have been expelled from the nation, but there's still at least 17 members of the clergy imprisoned in Nicaragua. Over the course of the year, 20 separate priests were imprisoned in China. However, the report remarks that verifying those numbers out of China is very difficult. Ten priests arrested in Belarus, and three of those are still currently in prison. But in a positive note from the report, murders of priests and kidnappings of religious sisters and clergy are both lower than they were last year. And as immigration shapes up to become a key issue in the election in 2024, the church must remain steadfast in its advocacy for migrants, said Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso in talking to OSV News. Now, some U.S. lawmakers are calling for hardline immigration policies, and Bishop Seitz, who chairs the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Migration, told OSB News that he is certainly concerned right now about the negotiations that are going on and what is likely to result from them. One of his concerns, he said, is that no legislators from the border region appear to be directly involved in the negotiations. Lawmakers in Congress have so far failed to reach a deal on emergency spending bill to provide billions of dollars in wartime aid to Ukraine and Israel, and some demand strict new policies at the U.S.-Mexico border in exchange for those funds. Catholic bishops and migrant advocates have expressed concern about that measure as the White House and Senate seek a deal in 2024. Well, get ready. The Arctic Air mass is heading our way and should arrive tomorrow in the Rose City. Portland's high temperature on Friday will likely be felt during the early morning hours tomorrow, and then temperatures should fall throughout the day. The timing should also coincide with the rain changing to snow, but the actual arrival time is unclear. Weather models are slowly starting to agree on the chance to see snowflakes in the city by mid-morning hours tomorrow. Snow accumulation could be anywhere from an inch to six inches tomorrow afternoon and into Saturday and that's why the National Weather Service has already set up a winter storm watch for tomorrow starting at four o'clock and going through the weekend. Any form of winter precipitation that falls tomorrow and Saturday will likely remain as the temperatures hover in the 20s and all the way down to the teens at night. Mm -mm. So wrap your pipes. Wrap your for pipes. Sure. Make sure you're getting ready for this. That's because, right. Because yeah, we, we could be in for a really, really rough weekend. I know we'll be getting a lot of uh, firewood to our front porch so that way we can keep the fire going to help keep us warm. But as this forecasted storm heads our way, that means residents in Portland are rushing for supplies at grocery and hardware stores. Coin News spoke with a Zupan store manager who said shoppers, they go for fresh produce first. 
And at local hardware store, ice melt, snow shovels, and weatherization for doors and windows are flying off the shelf. Now, expect uh, they do expect and recommend that households should have a few things on hand, including flashlights and batteries, first aid kit, water, blankets. They also say you should charge your cell phone and your laptop. You should also check your smoke detector and a carbon monoxide detector. And they say also make sure you have all your prescription medicines full and enhanced so that well, you need those for the weekend. Temperatures, as you say, they are going to drop into the teens. I am not at all looking forward to that. Make sure your pets are taken care of, too. Good thinking. And just prepare ahead. We've got today to get ready. And then tomorrow, it's going to really change on a dime in the morning. Well, in uh, sports... The Seattle Seahawks have parted ways with Pete Carroll as their head coach. They made the announcement yesterday. Carroll served in the role for 15 years. Team owner Jody Allen released a statement announcing that Carroll wasn't fired, but his role is evolving from head coach to advisor. Carroll is the winningest coach in Seahawks history and brought the franchise its only Super Bowl title. Meanwhile, the coaching carousel is going crazy in the college ranks. Alabama Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban has announced his retirement yesterday. And uh, Saban won six national titles at Alabama, another one at LSU. And Oregon's Dan Lanning is now being rumored as one of the top candidates to go and coach the Crimson Tide. Oh, okay. So we'll keep an eye on that. And along with that shift, we know some college uh, football coaches might be heading up to the NFL also. And one of those, college football coach Jim Harbaugh, he's had quite a year so far. On January 3rd, his Michigan Wolverines defeated Alabama in overtime in the Rose Bowl. Then last Monday, his team defeated the Huskies to win the 2024 College Football Playoff National Championship. Now, John Tui at Alatea also points out that while this past season was not without controversy for the coach, no one can deny that he is an accomplished coach and team builder. In fact, Harbaugh has been also very vocal about the importance of his own Catholic faith in his life. Religion has long been a central part of Harbaugh's public persona. He is a Catholic who took his team to Italy in 2017, which included a trip to Vatican City, during which Harbaugh met Pope Francis. And he has previously said that faith, then family, then football. Those are his biggest priorities in life. Harbo has also been an outspoken opponent of abortion, saying at a Right to Life event in 2022 that I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born. His family also had a major impact on him, and in particular, his relationship with his father, Jack. The senior Havar even had a long career as a football coach in high school and college ranks, even came out of retirement to serve as an assistant coach for Michigan when uh, Jim was, we'll just say, unable to attend the game. So faith, family, and football. Football. Uh-huh. It's a sign. It's, it's a, a sign. Is that it? <laughs> well, he would know. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Today is Thursday, and that means it's time for Thursday Adoration at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in downtown Portland. Adoration starts at 8 o'clock and lasts all the way to 6.30 tonight. Contact the parish office to sign up for a spot. 
or feel free to just drop by. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head online to moderndayradio.com or find the community calendar on our Hail Mary Media app. We'll continue our walk with Mary into 2024. Monsignor John Syak is back to talk with Brenda after we check that wintry weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's 7.40 here at Mater Day Radio. Tomorrow night, a winter storm watch begins for the coast, the valley, and the Portland metro area. Winter storm warning persists for the Cascades and the foothills. That Arctic air mass is going to make things cold, and it might make things snowy. High of 44 and a low of 32 today, with a 100% chance of precipitation. Currently, it is 37 degrees at St. Cyril's Catholic Church down in Wilsonville. And in the south end of the valley, it's 35 at St. Jude in Eugene. And I am back with Monsignor John Syak. He is the pastor at Christ the King Church here in Milwaukee. He's joining us today as we celebrate the recent feast day of Mary, the Mother of God. And we're talking about how we can follow the Blessed Virgin Mary right to the heart of Jesus. Monsignor Syak, thank you so much for staying with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure, Brenda. There is an accountability portion of that. I think that we as Catholics should hold ourselves to in making a resolution to have 2024 be the year that we grow closer to God. In what ways can we 
take on a practice, something that we can carry with us throughout the whole year with Mary as our guide to have a a 2024 like none other? Uh, Great question. I think I I would uh, invite people to look at our Catholic heritage, right? We have this beautiful and rich heritage of Christians living the Christian life for 2,000 years, and so we have this collected wisdom about what things that really help us enter into the mystery of Christ. Um, and, and those are the things we call the ordinary means of sanctification. Those are, that's prayer, that's sacraments, that's the liturgy, that's good works, that's ascetical practices, and things like that. And, I, and just on a human level, I guess as a pastor, too, of, of working with people in their daily lives, and in, in my own life, you know, for that matter, is when we want to do something like a resolution, we need, it needs to be something small and doable. Um, and so we tend to have these grandiose ideas, and the whole idea of taking up a Christian resolution is to grow closer to Christ. It's not to like, you know, Jesus, look at this, what I'm doing for you so that you'll love me more. It's no, it comes out of the love for Christ that we already, he already loves us and he loves us into living in, in these, in these ways. And so our fasting would be an expression of that, our, our good works, our, our prayer. And so I, I just invite people to, to think about, and, and even something to do in prayer with Jesus is like, Lord, what's one thing, one small way I can grow closer to you this year? And and have it have it you know small and actionable and and uh, and all the better if it's done with someone else or or at least shared you know with with a friend even mm-hmm. if your friend isn't do, or your spouse isn't doing what you're doing but at least you can you can you know you can talk about it but I think things like gosh you know getting to daily mass more often uh, make, getting really regular with confession right with like just that that monthly you know habit. Um, maybe it's something of, of, you know, doing the Bible in a year or the catechism in a year, um, you know, joining, uh, cause I know there's other parishes like our lady of the lake is, is also doing an Exodus 90 thing and I, and magnify, you know, whatever, whatever those sorts of things to kind of jump in on and, and knowing too, that we need, you know, we even know this from psychology, we need, you know, 20 to 30 days of a repeated act to make it a habit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so whatever we, we, we take up is, is like, we have to be really intentional about making sure if, like, like we can do, we do this every day for a month and, and then it becomes, and then it starts to become a habit. Oh, I, Monsignor, I started last year on my way home from work to pray the rosary. And I would open up our Hail Mary media app and I would play Archbishop Samples rosary. Now I have already programmed myself now that it had become such a regular habit that anytime now I get in my car, the first thing that pops into my head is rosary because I've made that habit. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) it can happen anywhere. You don't have to always be able to sit in a holy hour to have holy time with the Lord every single day. Those times are important, but these things can happen in many different kinds of ways, don't you think? Absolutely. And I, I think just in talking about a habit, you know, it's, it's deeper than simple condition, psychological conditioning. Yeah. It's the way St. Thomas Aquinas talks about it is that it becomes part of your character. It's like who you are so that this is the beautiful thing about how grace and our cooperation with grace actually change our character, 
change the kind of people that we are. So, you know, uh, I, I did the same thing myself years ago with, with the rosary of, you know, it just wasn't happening every day. And I just, one Lent, and of course Lent is a great time to get a habit going. Sure. It's 40 days. Um, I started doing it and now, yeah, it's like, it's like you, it's like, I don't, I don't have to think about it. It just, I just start praying it, you know, in, in, when I'm in the morning. And, and I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about a habit when it becomes part of who we are, then it starts, it takes on its own inertia and it doesn't quite require as much effort and, and it, because it's become part of who we are. Oh. And I think the, you know, some of the, some of the resolutions that might be good from our Catholic heritage, you know, of, of, you know, a, a little bit of fasting, you know, maybe picking up that Wednesday, Friday, no meat, you know, or even just Friday, no meat of the, of the you know, praying the rosary or of, you know, getting involved in, in something at, at your parish. Um, I said this to all of the, the dads at, at ma- the masses last week, and, you know, do something to start to lead your family spiritually. Mm. You know, do mm-hmm. one, you know, pick a, do this, but just pick one thing and, and, and start practicing it. That's right. That's, I think that's absolutely perfect. Just pick one thing. We don't have to take on all of the the troubles of the whole world and try to change everything today. Just pick one thing and no better saint than Mary to help her identify for you what that one thing is. Monsignor Syke, it's always such a wonderful morning when we have you on as our guest on the Morning Blend. Before we go this morning, will you end us in prayer? Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be on it. Almighty Father, pour down your grace and blessing upon all those who are listening. That you would move our hearts to draw them to you through your Son. And help us to devote ourselves to the mother of of your Son, the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's no faster way to the heart of your Son than through her heart, her immaculate heart. I ask you to bless all those who are listening, their families, their loved ones. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Monsignor Syak, thank you again for your time today. Uh, Please keep all of us in your prayer. We'll continue to pray for you throughout this year. All right. God bless. 749 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Monsignor Syak had some really good advice there, Brenda. Bible in a year and catechism in a year. Great programs with Father Mike Smits. And we have those now available on the air and on the Hail Mary Media app. You can catch uh, Bible in a year every morning at 630. And then catechism in a year airs at 11 o'clock at night each night. Great way for you to grow in faith and just one of these new shows shows that we have, but I spoke with a listener yesterday down in Springfield and mm-hmm. she was telling me how much she really enjoys the program. And then she wasn't aware that there is the Bible timeline program that goes with that. So I oh, sent really? her that. So you keep up with all of the daily readings. And actually we've got a link to that right there on the app, the Hail Mary media app. So you can check it out. You know, I was also talking with a friend. We were at a wonderful birthday party together and we were talking about it. And she's like, you know, I love Bible in the year. I've been listening to it, but she said when I, I, I missed a day. And so I didn't, she didn't know if there was a time later in the day where she can listen back to it. And I said, well, Let's get out your phone. Where's your Hail Mary media app? Oh, way to go. And she opened it up and I said, if you look under podcasts, 
you're going to find the podcast of those. So if you miss it at 730, but you want to make sure you keep up because you want to listen to it again the next day, well, just go to the Hail Mary Media app. You can listen to the podcast of each day. It'll get you right connected, so you're not going to miss a single day this year. A Bible in the Year and a Catechism in the Year with Father Mike Smiths. Just some of the new shows we have. We have some new shows coming on this weekend, Catholics Coast to Coast and Marriage Unhindered, which you can hear Saturday morning. And then in February, we've got a debut of some new shows as well. We're going to be announcing that as we get ready. But if you've been hearing The Beacon... Uh-huh. The Beacon. Yeah. Listen it, you to know, that Beacon. because It rhymes with Deacon. It does rhyme with Deacon. Hmm. Wonder why. I wonder. Hmm, something's <laughs> up there. <laughs> More details coming soon. That's what we call a tease here I at like Matra Day Radio. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. Uh, you can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you can find out when we're doing our tandem surfing exhibitions or where we might be speaking. Also, all of our archived radio shows and Deep Adventure segments and books and things like that are available there for you. So be sure and go to our website and check that out. You know, here in Hawaii, we have beautiful mountains. Like looking at my house right now, I'm looking towards the Ko'olau Range. It's a range uh, used to, of course, it was a volcano. And it is a real difficult thing to hike to the top of that mountain. Uh, as you start to hike, eventually you're using ropes and it's kind of slippery and usually kind of get muddy. But when you get to the top of that range, the view looking towards the east is just you know, phenomenal. It's just beautiful. And then you turn around and look out towards a diamond head, and it's just so beautiful. When my sons were young, I used to take them up to the mountains. A lot of times we did it at night because, uh, you know, I was training them in the in the ninja art. I was a ninja black belt, and they were being trained to become uh, ninja, ninjas too. And we'd go up to the mountains a lot of times at night, and we'd get up to the top of Boney Ridge. This was in Southern California by Thousand Oaks. And we would look down, and we'd see these just amazing views. We love to go up there, especially on the night before the full moon because the sun would be setting as the moon was rising. And we would see these majestic views. But it took a little bit of effort. It takes work. It took, you know, a good hour or more to get to the top of both these hikes I've described. But when you get there, you're pretty much alone. No one else is taking their time. You look down below, everyone else is in their houses. But you're up above and experiencing something beautiful. This is the same thing with the call to prayer. Set yourself aside. Set time aside. Go away to a remote place. Get away. I go down to the beach every night. But spend time. You won't get the views and the perspectives of the beauty of life unless you spend time alone um, with the mountain of the Lord. So this is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. As a Catholic community, we are called to witness to the dignity of every human life, recognizing each person as a unique creation of God. Hi, I'm Sarah Livingstone, the Pro-Life Coordinator at the Archdiocese of Portland. On Saturday, February 17th, you are invited to an evening of celebration, inspiration, 
and a call to action at the Life Gala, hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland. This special event is dedicated to embracing and cherishing life in all its forms, spotlighting local initiatives, and uniting our community in a shared commitment to uphold the sanctity of life. The Life Gala will bring together our local pro-life leaders and advocates with a guest speaker from the Sisters of Life and keynote speaker, Abby Johnson. Your presence would be a testament to our commitment to life and a significant support in our efforts in promoting a culture of life. For more information, please visit archdpdx.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 755 at Mater Dei Radio. Put down that donut. Oh, Put it down. What? Gluttony is a sin, and Pope Francis will tell us why oh, next. But if I just have one donut, I guess that's not gluttony. Moderation keeps you from getting into gluttony. We'll see. Okay. That's why you need to listen. I'm going to listen to Pope <laughs> Francis. And of course, troubles continue for Alaska Airlines. Flights are being canceled into the weekend. I'll have an update for you on that. Plus, starting to affect other airlines also. So we're going to kind of get that figured out for you. Hopefully, though, with all the storm that's coming to and the airplane cancellations, it could be a difficult time for those who are trying to get out of the city this so weekend. So gluttony's a sin, patience is a virtue. Oh, <laughs> I lack it for this. <laughs> I, I, I'm better at one than the other, and I'm not going to say which one that might be. We'll get into that, though, coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Here in the US, we have what is called freedom of press and speech. Citizens are not only allowed, but encouraged to openly express themselves through media and the press for just about anything. Whether or not you're using it to benefit society, what we say has power and can either turn people off from or set them free in truth. William Carter didn't have that same liberty growing up in England during the 1500s. He was born right in the center of the century in London, and he definitely had his work cut out for him as practicing Catholic in an era where you either belonged to the Church of England or you were put to death. From a young age, he began his apprenticeship under the Queen's Royal Printer, John Kaywood, on the feast day of Candlemas, the original last day of the Christmas season, fun fact. For the next 10 years, he learned the trade under the master and later oversaw the print shop of a Catholic printer by the name of Deacon Nicholas Harpsfield, who served time in prison for simply being a deacon printing Catholic literature. Following the death of the deacon, William knew that he was ready to begin his own print shop and knew that he wanted to print truth. Being surrounded by the eyes of the Church of England meant that for his safety and the safety of his family, he regularly took on the pseudonym Johannan Bugardi, and if asked, would claim many of his works were published outside of England. At this time, St. Peter Canisius was a popular Dutch theologian author who was able to initiate printing for the first time of Catholic editions in the Bible and various catechisms. This was a totally new concept for the Catholic Church to utilize such modern technologies and had to play a little catch up with the Protestants at the time. 
William made sure to claim one of Peter's books and from then on solely printed Catholic works and writings. In 1580, William printed his final book, A Treatise of Schism by Dr. Gregory Martin. Following the publication, he was arrested for printing what was considered lewd content. They claimed the book was by traitors shared among traitors in an assassination attempt against the queen because of one small paragraph that claimed the hopeful triumph of Catholicism at the end of time. Sadly, while in prison, William's wife passed away and he suffered many torments over the next four years. He was eventually martyred in 1584 for printing Catholic teachings, as well as hiding priestly vestments and other liturgical items in his home. But he would have done it again if he were able. What this holy man did was monumental in a society that controlled truth and what was said or printed. William knew the power that words hold, and he wanted his words that he printed to matter. When we speak to our brothers and sisters, whether it's verbally or through a quick text, are we using our words to love and strengthen them or tear them down? Do they align with what we truly believe as followers of Christ? I invite each of us this new year to grow intentionally in the words that we say and the messages we share so that we may better build up our brothers and sisters in love. Blessed William Carter, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints, you can check out the Hail Mary Media app and you'll find a complete archive of our saintly show with Julie Underko. Your next mission from God, all about the saints, is a great resource for you to grow in faith. The Hail Mary Media app. Details on how you can get that on your phone at MatraDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, the criminal sexual assault case against former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick in Wisconsin has been suspended after a psychologist hired by the court found that the former prelate is not competent to stand trial. The suspension practically ends the last standing criminal case against 93-year-old McCarrick, who once held offices the highest level of the Catholic Church and was removed from the clerical state in 2019 following accusations of sexual abuse. The findings of incompetence in the Wisconsin case match the results of psychological exams conducted on McCarrick when he was being prosecuted in Massachusetts, a case that was dismissed on August 30th last year. At his weekly Wednesday general audience yesterday, Pope Francis reflected on vice in our relationship with food. The Holy Father said that the sin of gluttony is not only that of those who give in to a slice of cake, there's also a social dimension which makes it perhaps the most dangerous vice because veracity today is killing the planet. In the third installment on his catechetical series on vice and virtue, Pope Francis focused on the sin of gluttony, noticing that the vice is food in itself, but our relationship with that food. The Pope noted that part of the danger of gluttony arises from the fact that it is a vice that latches on to one of our vital needs eating. Oh, no doubt. And yeah, I, I can appreciate what Pope Francis says in our culture too, in many people's culture, celebrations involved gathering and eating or uh, even in times of sorrow and at funerals, things like that. What do you do? You, you make a meal, you bring it over. And so food kind of surrounds our life. And rather than just using it as nutrition for our bodies we use it as a form of celebration also and the holy father mentioned the wedding feast at cana with christ and he said that while it was a celebration moderation 
was also in effect. I think that's so, the key. Yeah, a good example there. Christ always has the best example, right? For sure. Well, as Alaska Airlines is canceling through Saturday all flights on their Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes, like the one that suffered an inbound blowout of a fuselage panel last week, as it waits for new instructions from Boeing and federal officials on how to inspect the fleet. Alaska Airlines said Wednesday that it would cancel 110 to 150 flights a day while the MAX 9 planes remain grounded. Now, United Airlines, the only other U.S. carrier that operates the MAX 9, has canceled about 200 flights, but it was not clear how many were related to the Boeing plane. Alaska and United both reported finding loose bolts and other problems in the panel doors of an unspecified number of other MAX 9s that they had begun to inspect. A Boeing spokesman said Wednesday that the company is updating inspection procedures based on feedback and requirements from the FFA and the airlines. The FAA repeated an earlier statement in which it said safety would determine how soon the planes return to service. Boy, with the uh, grounding of those planes and the weather coming all over the country, mm-hmm. this weekend for flying is going to be treacherous. All right. So we'll pray for all travelers. Bring that patience virtue along with you. <laughs> Amen to that. Some local agencies uh, need some patience. They're dealing with an outage impacting local 911 centers. The issue is affecting Washington, Clackamas, and Columbia counties, as well as Lake Oswego. After a routine maintenance outage didn't come back online. Early Wednesday morning, the computer-aided dispatch systems for four Portland-area 911 centers went down for routine software patching, which normally lasts about half an hour. Instead, something went wrong, which technicians are still looking into, and the outage still hasn't been fixed as of last night. The outage is in a software system that dispatchers use when uploading and sending information out to police, fire, and medical crews. This type of outage is something they frequently train for. In the meantime, they can use an older CAD system that adds some manual work for the dispatchers, but they say it's not impacting any time for responses and answering 911 calls locally. Bulldozers have cleared out the large homeless camp on Northeast 33rd Drive in Portland. Now all that remains are large large dumpsters in place of where RVs and broken down trucks and cars used to be. For weeks, the City of Portland's Homelessness and Urban Camping Impact Reduction Program prepared to remove the entire site on both sides of the street. In the past, they did smaller, more focused removals along the street, but this week, everything is getting cleared. KGW reports 21 RVs were towed and 18 automobiles. During the planning and removal process, city outreach workers have referred people to local shelters. Now, once the site is completely cleared and it is scheduled to last several more days, Peabot and the Port of Portland plan on posting no parking signs in hopes of preventing future vehicle buildup. 
And in sports, well, the coaching carousel is spinning rapidly this morning. We mentioned Pete Carroll's out in Seattle. Uh, Nick Saban is going to retire at Alabama. And now word is out that longtime NFL head coach Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are agreeing to part ways. That's according to ESPN and a few other sources this morning. Belichick's tenure in New England lasted 24 years, and he's regarded as one of the most successful head coaches in NFL history, winning a record six Super Bowl titles, of uh, course, with Tom Brady. And he was the most NFL playoff victories as head coach, 31 of those, and third in regular season wins with 302. But Bill Pelichek is retiring. Pete Carroll is uh, moving up. I guess, or out. Out. <laughs> I get that. And uh, and the head coaching job at Alabama is open now that Nick Saban's going, and we could have one at Oregon if Dan Lanning decides to go to Alabama. Okay. So, yeah. He well, better not. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, the, 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 the last few people to hold that job have used it as a springboard. So, sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully in his retirement, Belichick will be able to find a little time to go shopping, spend <laughs> a little bit of his retirement fun in getting himself some shirts that don't have the arms cut off. I like that look. I, I think not. he is a fashion trendsetter. No way. Yeah. The Who hoodie the... and everything. He, uh, he, yeah, he is a trendsetter. You know who's a trendsetter? Tom Landry. That man oh, knew how to dress well, for a football game, gonna, didn't I'm he? I'm not going to argue with you there. <laughs> That's true. Miss the fedora. Any Catholics from an older generation will remember the Midnight Fast. Do you remember the Midnight I do. Fast? Well, I st- still do it. You still practice <laughs> yeah, that on the sure, weekend? Sure. Head and mouth. I was not raised in that time. I was of the one-hour fast. I'll explain what I'm talking about. It meant that, that, at least the Midnight Fast, it meant that one could not eat before Mass, starting from the midnight before. For this reason, Masses were generally celebrated at dawn and Mass in the evenings extremely rare there are few people who wanted to fast all day long before attending mass and receiving holy communion it's why i go to the early mass on sunday as early as you can (laughs) that's right i uh in practice of fasting before mass it's an ancient discipline present as early as the second century it remained in place until pope pius xii reduced the fast to three hours, and that was in 1957. Uh-huh. Now, the fast was further shortened in 1964 when Pope Paul VI lowered it to one hour before reception of communion. Now, the current code of canon law reflects this change in states. A person who is to receive the most holy Eucharist is to abstain for at least one hour before holy communion from any food and drink except for only water and medicine however in some cases those rules don't apply it goes on to say the elderly the infirm and those who care for them can receive the most holy eucharist even if they have eaten something within the preceding hour so why do we do this why does it matter if you ate say a cheeseburger or breakfast burrito right before you walk into church on a day you intend to receive holy eucharist Well, Pope Paul VI wrote concerning the power of spiritual discipline in his apostolic constitution. I will not say it because it is in Latin, but what he said (laughs) in it was mortification, 
aims at the liberation of man who often finds himself because of concupiscence, almost chained by his own senses. Through corporal fasting, man regains strength. And Very I would, true. And I would add women. I mean, we're part of that, that call. So Jesus also knew the power of fasting and went into the desert without food for 40 days before setting out on his public ministry. Fasting builds up our spiritual strength and the church asks us to complete this simple task every time we receive Holy Communion for our own benefit. Just like any athlete, we need to exercise discipline and fasting is a great for building those spiritual muscles. Without fasting, we are weak and our passions drive us to wherever the wind blows. How about that? Now, how about those times when you have not eaten in the morning and so you go to communion and then your stomach gets just a little bit something and then it starts growling in your pew and now you're obvious. I sing louder. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's what I do. Yes. Okay. But it, that, that pretty well happens to me every Sunday because I, I do this, I, but I do it from the, the time I quit eating Saturday night. Okay. I don't get up at midnight and have a bowl of cereal or something. I do that and then do it on Sunday. And yeah, I've had the, the growls a few times, oh, but yeah, just, sure. just sing louder. And it is kind of interesting because Pope Paul VI said one hour before receiving communion. Correct. Now there are some that will hold that rule and go, well, if mass starts at nine o'clock, communion is going to be at about 945. So I just need to fast an additional 15 minutes before mass because that's an hour. But so see, the solution is is to observe the midnight fast. Just, then you, you don't run into that you controversy. Don't run into it. No, just... it's it's very clear. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, at St. Pat Patrick Catholic Church in Portland, they're beginning the Living the Faith series with a lecture entitled How to Thrive in the Midst of Chaos. Everybody is invited for this dynamic event that weaves communal worship, personal reflection, and expert guidance from thought-provoking pastoral talks by Father Timothy Furlow. It kicks off at 6 p.m. with Mass in the Church before moving to the parish hall for dinner, followed by group discussion and prayer. That'll be a good one, Father Tim. Always has words of uh -huh. wisdom there. 811 at Montreux Day Radio. And just ahead, what does the rosary have to do with entrepreneurship? We will check in with Catholic business leader and entrepreneur extraordinaire. Steve Waters joins us from Backwoods Brewing next after we check that winter weather forecast at Montreux Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself 
to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the Most Sacred Heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matrday Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Matrday Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MatradeRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 814 here at Matraday Radio, high of 44 and a low of 32. Winter storm watch begins tomorrow night. Currently, it is 35 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. And getting ready for that bumpy weekend down in Kaiser, it's 38 degrees at St. Edward Catholic Church. Joining us this morning is Steve Waters. Steve is a Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. Steve, how did you come into brewing and working in the food service industry? My family started a grocery store in Carson, Washington, down the Columbia River Gorge. It's uh, the Carson and the neighboring town of Stevenson are is our hometown. Uh, my my dad uh, grew up there. Gosh, he's probably lived there for uh, sixty years now. I think wow. they moved there when he was really little. So we started a grocery store in Carson, uh, but it, and it was in the footprint of an old grocery store. It was the, the Carson IGA. It had laid dormant for a while, and when they restarted the grocery store that we have now, Carson General Store, it is in half of the old IGA footprint, and opened it up half a building, and then the other half we were still leasing, and so we thought to ourselves, what do we do with this? So we started the the brewery in the in the other half of the the grocery store building at the time. You know, we were just planning on doing a very small brewery and just selling some pizzas out of the kitchen very small time. We didn't expect it to do much and it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there. Out in Stevenson, a very special parish, Our Lady Star of the Sea. Your family is is very active in that parish. Tell us about the parish because it really is a special place. It is, yeah, especially to my family. My grandpa was a big piece of the fundraising project that got the new church built. It's closer to the river. And so it's that has always just a, been a fun historical piece for us to know that, you know, I think he, if I remember right, my oldest brother would know this way better than I do. He's like the family historian, but I believe my grandfather logged the property that I grew up on in order to raise money for the church. I think he logged it and donated all the money to the <laughs> church and he was just a piece of it. There were other people who gave a lot of money as well, but you know, there were, there was a groundswell of people in the Stevenson Carson community who wanted to see the new church built. And that was really, that was really cool. When I grew up, I was in the old church for 
a couple of my memorable years and then and then the rest of my life was was in the new church one of the things i noticed right off the bat when i visit is this just sense of hospitality you almost feel like you're visiting friends and hanging out how do you create that culture of hospitality it is a family business i think people really you know especially when i say people it's mostly our employees who really relate to that I think they see that we're a family who cares. I think our Catholic backbone is a big piece of that. When we care about them, they can easily care about our guests and the people who walk in the door. And then, you know, hospitality has just always been such a big deal for us in general. Like it's just kind of in who we are. Um, And I have to assume that honestly, our Catholic upbringing has something to do with that too, where, you know, hospitality is such a big piece of, you know, coming to a table and, and, uh, you know, a, bi- a big piece of our history for sure. We're visiting with Steve Waters. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. In addition to the element of hospitality, how does your Catholic faith influence your work? There was a year, probably five or six years, maybe six or seven years ago. It was just a really challenging time for Backwoods. You know, you hear everybody tell you, all the time that you know starting a small business and starting a growing business is just going to be easy and awesome all the time um, and that's a joke because it's really not to be completely honest i had broken down into tears in front of my mom and dad in my office and because i was like i just don't know how we're gonna pull out of this one you know dad didn't he, i don't think he was crying but he looked at me very real seriously and he was like you know, there's going to be a day that you walk out of the church and you look back and you think to yourself, that's the only reason I'm doing any of this. You know, like all these things that you get caught up with and um, you feel like you care about in the moment. And, you know, like I said, this was seven years ago and we're still standing, you know, so it was a hard moment. And I, you know, I don't want to discount that, but, uh, but in the end you do, the faith gives you so much perspective about what is actually important, you know, and, and when you're making decisions as a as a business owner, you're like, there are a lot of opportunities to take the not so narrow path, you know, and, yeah. and do some things that you wouldn't necessarily be proud of when you do look at it as this is my this is my only reason for actually doing what I do. It gives you that grounding to to be a good good person even during the hard times and, and times where it would be a lot easier to not be such a good person. It sounds like family also just significant from your folks to your children. Yeah, I always joke around with people that I never thought in my career as an adult, I would say so many times, gee, thanks, mom. You know, I can't. <laughs> and we, we work together a lot, my, my mom and my dad. It's hard to describe how we operate. You know, like we're kind of me and my, my mom, my dad, and my brother, uh, Tom, uh, who's our chief of operations, we're, we kind of function as the board of the company. And also we're just operators as well. You know, we do as many jobs as is necessary, kind of while trying to empower other leaders to do stuff too. We're all trying to make the company function, not necessarily with our, our direct impact all the time. Uh, that's harder sometimes than others. It's been a really great experience to work with my family uh, as an adult and see, you know, you get kind of the perspective of how much humanity we all have, even when they're your parents and stuff like that. You know, like we've all gotten to the point where we've gotten overworked and I'm like, mom, you need to go take a break. Or she's like, Steve, you need to go take a break or, you know, stuff like that, that most adults don't get to experience, you know, extra time with, with their parents and and their brother and things like that. Um, And then, yes, I do have, 
four kids um, and my wife does our our media um, she does all of our you know ads and and social media and stuff like that and she's done a lot of our press releases and our emails and so it's a it's very much a family affair and I would love to say that it's only great all the time but of course it has its hiccups but uh, but it's fun we're visiting with Steve Water. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. Not just Carson, Washington, you're growing by leaps and bounds. You've expanded out to Hillsboro now, in addition to the wonderful place you have in the Pearl District. Yeah, yeah. We had plans for expansion even after we opened Portland. Portland's been open for five years, five and a half years now. Um, and we knew after we opened that and it did really well, we had, we have a really great, uh, he was the GM of the Portland pub for five years and now he's our regional GM of, of both Portland and Hillsboro. Um, so he's settling into that role, but we knew that he had the ability to create a team, grow a team and, you know, basically fire himself from his own job and move on to the next, the next <laughs> big adventure. Um, and so we had that plan, uh, before the pandemic hit. And as soon as the pandemic hit, it, it slowed things down significantly. But now that we feel like we're relatively out of it, we had a, we had the opportunity crop up in Hillsboro at the beginning of this year. At first, honestly, we told them like, no, we're, we're too busy right now. We opened the, the backwoods cabins this year as right. well. And we are like, no, we can't do a pub on top of this. And uh, he was like, well, the developer was just like, well, just come check out the property. Like you're going to fall. It's an old U.S. bank building. It's got a bank vault and the the deposit boxes are still intact and we built a rooftop bar on top of it. And I was like, I don't know, man. And, and sure enough, I walked through it and I was like, we, we have to do this. <laughs> it is a really cool space. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's the first one that we've gotten to just control how it looks from, you know, it was, it was down to the studs when we walked in, um, and so now that it's all built out, I'm like, man, this is really nice. And this, you know, really nice is kind of incongruous with what Backwoods has been over the past 11 and a half years, you know, we, and we now are making some, some changes to our other pubs to reflect kind of what we, what our vision was with the Hillsborough pub to be like, this is what they should all look like, you know, and in, in some really small design tweaks that people probably won't notice, but we notice. We'll find out more about those changes and what the future holds for Backwoods Brewing when our conversation with co-founder and CEO Steve Waters continues on Mater Day Radio. It is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. I'm excited to hear the rest of the story with the brewery because, boy, he really gets into how the rosary influences his life. And I really love it when he talks about Carson out there. I love their brewery out there. I think the backdrop of God's creation yeah, you can't beat that no matter what you build out. But if you are heading into work and you're trying to listen to this and you're going to not be able to listen to the second half of that interview, please go to materdayradio.com. That entire interview is a podcast, going to be made into a podcast, so you will not miss a single moment of that great interview. While you're there, also check out all of our locally produced shows. You can find their podcasts there and the full programming schedule of all of our great shows that you hear right here at Mater Day Radio. You can find that program schedule, materdayradio.com, and of course on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Monterey Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at MonterdayRadio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, battening down the hatches, getting ready for a very, very bumpy and snowy weekend. We've got all the details on the weather and getting ready for it just ahead in news. And immigration is shaping up to be a hot topic in the upcoming election. Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso says we've got to get some players in the negotiations. I'll have that story for you as well. Here is Father Rob Galea, No Greater Love. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio.
And that is Father Rob Galea and No Greater Love. It is 830 here at Mater Day Radio. A new report from the Catholic charity Aid to the Church in Need shows that more than 130 Catholic priests and religious were arrested, kidnapped, or murdered in 2023. Eric Wunderlich has more details on this disturbing publication. Thanks, Patrick. That number comes out to 132 priests or religious targeted through arrests, kidnappings, or murders. And what's even more disturbing, that number's increased from the 2022 report, which found only 124 instances of these targeted actions. The increase is in large part due to a higher number of arrests by authoritarian governments, along which Daniel Ortega's Nicaragua leads with 46 clergy imprisoned under the guise of political dissent. While the report states that some priests have been released from state custody and others have been expelled from the nation, there are still at least 17 members of the clergy imprisoned in Nicaragua. Over the course of the year, 20 separate priests were imprisoned in China. However, the report remarks that verifying these numbers is difficult. Ten priests were arrested in Belarus, with three of them still currently in prison. But in a positive note from the report, murders of priests and kidnappings of clergy and religious sisters are both lower this year. As immigration shapes up to become a key election issue in 2024, the church must remain steadfast in its advocacy for migrants, said Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso in talking to OSV News. Some U.S. lawmakers calling for hardline immigration policies. And Bishop Seitz, who chairs the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops on Migration, told OSV News that he is certainly concerned right now about the negotiations that are going on and what is likely to result from them. One of his concerns, he said, is that no legislators from the border region appear to be directly involved in the negotiations. Lawmakers in Congress have so far failed to reach a deal on emergency spending bill to provide billions of dollars in wartime aid to Ukraine and Israel, as some demand strict new policies at the U.S.-Mexico border in exchange for those funds. Catholic bishops and migrant advocates have expressed concern about that measure as the White House and Senate seek a deal in 2024. Buckle your seatbelt because the roller coaster ride of temperatures is going to start tomorrow as the Arctic air mass drives south through the day. Portland's high temperature tomorrow is likely going to be felt early in the morning, and then the temperatures will continue to fall throughout the weekend. The timing of the transition from rain to snow is still not clear, but weather models are slowly starting to agree that there will be a chance of snow by mid-morning tomorrow and accumulation anywhere from an inch to six inches from Friday afternoon to Saturday afternoon. That's why the National Weather Service here in Portland is entering a winter storm watch starting at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Any form of winter precipitation that falls tomorrow and Saturday will likely remain as the temperatures are in the teens and the 20s and the wind chills predicted to be around minus 3. What? Yeah. Wow. It is going to be cold. Make sure that anything you've got exposed outside, pipes, pets, whatever, you're taking precautions today. Get mm-hmm. ready. We've got we've got a window here to get ready for this big storm. It's coming. It's just a matter of when and how severe, but okay. it's coming. Well, with that storm coming to the Portland metro region, that means residents are rushing for supplies at grocery and hardware stores. Coin News spoke with Zupan store manager who said shoppers, they go for the fresh produce first. 
And at a local hardware store, ice melts, snow shovels, and weatherization for doors and windows flying off the shelves. Experts do recommend that households should have a few things on hand. Those include flashlights and batteries, first aid kit, water, blankets, Be sure to charge your cell phone and the laptop. They say you should also check your smoke detector and carbon monoxide detectors. You should also make sure you have all your prescription medicines. Temperatures are going to drop into the teens. And with that uh, wind chill, you should definitely make sure your pipes outdoors are covered. Bring your dogs and cats indoors if you can. In sports, it has been referred to as a coaching carousel, and it is spinning rapidly. The Seattle Seahawks parted ways with Pete Carroll yesterday as their head coach after nearly 15 years in that role. Team owner Jody Allen released a statement announcing that Carroll wasn't fired, but his role evolved from head coach to advisor. Carroll is the winningest coach in Seahawks history and brought the franchise its only Super Bowl. Meanwhile, in the college ranks, Alabama Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban announced his retirement yesterday, and Saban won six national titles at Alabama, another one at LSU. And uh, we just got word this morning that longtime NFL head coach Bill Belichick is going to be leaving the New England Patriots. So this is all going on. And, of course, it ripples through things. You mentioned uh, Coach Harbaugh earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. He's being rumored for that job at uh, the Seahawks and for other NFL openings, again, with New England. And Oregon coach Dan Lanning is being rumored for the job in Alabama. So, you know, these retirements get announced and then the new coaches go in. So we'll see. But it is a carousel and it is it's it's moving. That's right. That that, that little horse bobbing up and down. People don't want (laughs) to wait. They want to lock in their coach because they know a lot of other teams are after them. I think even before we are still a month away from the Super Bowl, lots of NFL teams trying to get their new head coach if they've already if they have that opening. And in college, you've got the recruiting aspect to it too, with all the players, and mm. then you've got the transfer portal and all that. It, it, yeah, it's it's gets a little complicated, a little confusing, but the speed is of the essence for sure. For sure. And we talked about Jim Harbaugh, the coach there. And uh, college football coach has had quite a year, hasn't he? Yeah. On January 3rd, his Wolverines defeated Alabama in overtime in the Rose Bowl. Then last Monday, they soundly defeated Washington Hussies to win the 2024 College Football Playoff National Championship. Well, John Tui at Alatea points out that while this past football season was not without its controversy for Harbaugh, no one can deny that he is an accomplished coach and team builder. Harbaugh has been vocal about the importance, too, of his Catholic faith in his life. Religion has long been a central part of Harbaugh's personal persona. He is Roman Catholic, who in fact took his team to Italy in 2017, which included a trip to Vatican City during which Harbaugh met Pope Francis. And he has previously said that faith, then family, then football. Those are the biggest priorities in his life and has been an outspoken opponent of abortion, saying that a right to life event in 2022, that he believes in having the courage to let the unborn be born. His family also had a major impact on him and in particular, his relationship with his father, Jack, the senior Harbaugh had a long career as a football coach in the high school and college ranks, even came out of retirement to serve as an assistant coach 
for Michigan. So uh, sounds like uh, faith, family, and football kind of run in the family, doesn't it? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday, January 14th in Mount Angel, the annual Can and Bottle Drive. St. Mary's Junior Catholic Daughters of the Americas group is hosting the annual drive. It's their only fundraiser of the year, and proceeds goes towards scholarships for their members. It's a Catholic ministry for young ladies to promote service, personal, and spiritual growth. But they note, please do not bring bottles before January 14th. For these and more Catholic events, head over to moderndayradio.com and check out the community calendar. And speaking of bottles and cans, the man who dedicates his life to bottles and cans, among other things, Steve Waters of Backwoods Brewing. We'll continue our conversation with Steve, and he'll tell us about his dedication to the rosary. Mm -hmm. This is pretty amazing. And we'll check that winter weather forecast just ahead at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Many Protestants believe Christians can be absolutely sure they're going to heaven because John tells us in 1 John 5.13, I write this that you may know you have eternal life. But is this true? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, John writes in the next verse, and this is the confidence which we have in him. For John, the knowledge we have of our salvation is not a certainty without doubt but a confident assurance, and that's the Catholic belief. Second, we know this is what John means because in verse 15, he draws a parallel between our knowledge of salvation and our knowledge that God grants our requests. Do we have absolute certitude that God will grant our requests? No, but we are confident he will answer. So, Catholics need not worry. John is not teaching Protestant doctrine here. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 841 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 44 and low of 32, 100% chance of precipitation today. Be aware that winter storm watch begins tomorrow night in the coast, the valley, and the Portland metro area. Winter storm warning is persisting for the Cascades and the Cascade foothills. So snow is coming. It's just a matter of how deep and when. Currently, it is 39 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And is 37 at Visitation School and Catholic Church in Verport. We're continuing our conversation with Steve Waters, Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder, and CEO of Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. And Steve, you recently expanded into the lodging business, opening some cabins out in the gorge. 
How's that new venture going? It's good. We announced that it was open at the end of August. We immediately got a ton of bookings uh, over the next couple of months. And the gorge is, as you know, is very slow in the wintertime. So uh, when it slowed down after that, it slowed down pretty hard. And it's, you know, the first first year of, an, of new lodging is, you know, we're trying to find our find out how to appear on the internet and stuff like that, too. So I think we have some things to learn there, but, uh, you know, Christmas has been a really busy booking time for us. And I mean, as far as a project, it was super hard work wise. It was one of the more taxing things that we've done. And it was the whole family, our two maintenance guys, all of us were, were there all the time for about three months. And then at the end we had, you know, anybody who we could throw at that project and and getting it open by the end of August was, was challenging, but, but we were able to do it. In this era recently, a lot of well-established brewers have gone under here in the Portland area. What's made the difference for you guys? The pandemic was, in a lopsided way, very good to us. Um, You know, I think being out in Carson was really a special thing. We had a lot of people who had their, you know, outdoor family reunions in our parking lot when we weren't allowed to be open inside. You know, we didn't feel like we could police that or anything like that. You know, the the health department made us crack down on on anything that was happening inside. In in Washington, it was actually the liquor control board that was coming in and enforcing that weirdly. Oh. But as soon as they walked out of the out of the gate, we were like, well, we have no real control over these people, and uh, also we really love that they're getting and getting out and being around each other. You know, like figuring out creative ways to to still be together. So we ended up even during the shutdown phase, we were very busy at our pub. Huh. We were, you know, in, in our brewery, we were we were pivoting to package product. A lot of breweries did that. Package product ended up getting really saturated. And then in the Portland pub, we tried takeout for a while. Portland was not doing much at all. I mean, the city of Portland, like people just weren't out on the streets. Right. So we did end up having to shut down the Portland pub for between the different shutdowns. It was a total of like six months. But we brought some key employees from Portland out to... Carson, which was kind of cool because they got to experience, uh, you know, even the the headquarters backwoods world and stuff like that. And then it it took the Portland employees, it gave them this new perspective that as soon as they were able to to be in their pub and let it operate, they wanted to just have it be as normal as possible. They wanted normal hours. They didn't change what days we were open. They had a, a desire to make it an experience that was consistent for people in a time that was so inconsistent. That won us huge points in Portland, I feel like. We were busier in Portland than we were before the pandemic. And I think a lot of that is because the neighborhood fell in love with us and our ability to adapt and evolve. So things like that gave us that backbone out of the pandemic that I think a lot of breweries, for other reasons, a lot of the time that they can't control based on their location or whatever, they weren't lucky enough and I use the word lucky and not blessed intentionally because it really, in some ways it is just luck. They weren't lucky enough to have that advantage. Um, and so I, I feel for, for those people for sure. We're visiting with Steve Waters. Steve is Catholic entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing. You mentioned the word consistency. And I know in restaurants and, and brewing, consistency is a big issue because it can be terrific one day terrible the next. How do you ensure that it is a consistent delivery day in, day out? I have really good people who ensure that. 
Our brew team is very methodical about what they do with the beer. They're very careful. They bring iffy situations to me sometimes, and I toss it right back at them. I'm like, I love beer, but you are the brewer, and <laughs> you know, you are the guy who has to who has to allow people to drink this at the end of the day. And nine out of ten times, they'll be like, Nope, um, you know, we're we're tossing this batch, or we're doing, you know, and it doesn't happen very often, but uh, you know, that's that's a good thing for sure. And then our our GMs at our pubs, they're equally dedicated to quality their ability to take on ownership in what they do it's surprising to me i guess it shouldn't be after 11 and a half years but it's cool to see that they feel as much pride in what they're doing as what we do you know sometimes even more one of the things you can be proud of is your rip city remix ipa you've gotten involved with the new portland trailblazers development team Mm -hmm. so how did that come about and how did you decide to release this beer in conjunction with that you know like i said we attract community you know like you were mentioning the hospitality piece of it and so we always try to figure out ways to get more involved in what's going on in in the towns that we're in and Portland, we had been talking to the Trailblazers. There was one of their executives there introduced herself to me for the first time. She said, hi, I've lived here for three months and I've been to your pub 16 times. So we just had this running relationship with the Blazers. And when they talked to us about the development league team, the G League, uh, Rip City Remix, my first reaction to them was like, where are you playing the games? And they were like, "Uh, they're going to be at the University of Portland at the Child Center. I was like, do you know that I'm a UP alum? And... They were like, no, that's perfect. And so that kind of kicked off the conversation. I know that they would have found a beer partner in the end. I wonder if that beer partner would have brewed a beer for them. You know, some sometimes it's nice to partner with the smaller breweries because we have the, you know, we brought out their entire team, not the not the actual players, but the their staff to help us brew the beer. They tossed in hops. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it was a really great experience. And then to release it at my alma mater and... You know, we ended up doing a chalk talk up there, which Lilia Grundy at UP organized. And and so it was just fun, you know, and now I've been to, I've actually gotten the chance to be on campus so much more since we released this. You know, people are excited to see, you know, they feel like it's alumni coming in and, and showing off the cool things that we sure. do after we graduated. Steve Waters is our guest. He is the co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing and a, a very talented Catholic entrepreneur. And I have to ask you, looking toward the future, what do you envision down the road for Backwoods Brewing? There's definitely a theological concept of enough. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't want Amen. I don't want to grow for the sake of growing. Um, I want everything that we do to be smart. I, and I do want to find out where the point of enough is. A lot, a lot of our growth over the the past years has been related to scale and just making sure uh-huh. that we're selling enough beer. You know, it's a big, it's a very capital intensive business that you that you dive into when you do this. So opening pubs has made a lot of sense to be able to just get more of our beer out and and be in new communities so that the beer that we distribute and stuff like that is recognizable to people who are buying, you know, at the grocery store. I think that our growth has been very strategic and not just growing for growing sake. We will probably open at least one more pub. I wouldn't it's not going to be in this coming year because we did too much in in 2023. Where to go from there? I think the Cabins project kicked off what's eventually going to be a brewery resort project where uh-huh. the the pub and brewery will eventually move on to that property and there will be some 
on-site entertainment, you know, disc golf and small things, not, not crazy. Just some fun amenities for people who really want the full backwoods experience. All things will come in their season. You know, we don't have to push anymore. We can relax for a little bit and build our reserves back up and get ready for the next adventure. Well, Steve, this has been fantastic. Thank you for your time and being so generous with that. But thank you for leading with your faith in business. In this area, it's kind of difficult to do. So thank you for that. Yeah, I will. I will make one last plug. And that is to everybody listening, pray the rosary. I mean, no matter what pub it is, I'm commuting at least a half hour a day. And uh, I love to listen to podcasts and things like that and the radio. But I make sure that I pray the rosary each way whenever I go. I end up praying the rosary two or three times a day on my work days. And what it does for me, I don't know what kind of rosary prayer anybody listening to this is, but I'm one of the ones who lets my mind wander. When you're saying the Hail Marys, your mind can just go in a bunch of different places. And the things that bubble up are, you know, whether it's because your head's clear or because the Holy Spirit's doing some work there, it doesn't matter to me what it is. Uh, it's been hugely beneficial to me. I think, I think I started that about five years ago and these past five years have been a lot more peaceful. I do feel like it's aligned me better to better decisions. Wow. Thank you. Two or three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm becoming one of those people. That's fine. <laughs> Keep on. Keep on. Oh, thanks, Steve. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pat. That is Steve Waters. He is the co-founder and CEO of Backwoods Brewing, and it has been a true delight to have you with us today, Steve. Thanks. Thank you. And it is 8.52 here at Mater Day Radio. I want to be one of those people, too. Right. They will recognize us by the beauty of that rosary for sure. Here at Monterey Radio and through the morning blend, we got a great lineup of music that we enjoy Mm -hmm. bringing to you. Wonderful Catholic uh, composers and artists that have such great music that are inspiring. Head over to Spotify. If you have a Spotify account, Monterey Radio, our full playlist of all of the songs that we play available to you every morning. Well, you can just plug it in and listen to that. Maybe if you're working at home, you like to have a little bit of upbeat, spiritually lifting music to keep you going. Maybe while you're doing a little housework this weekend. Well, go to Spotify, go to Mater Day Radio's page, and then you'll find our full music playlist. That's my jam. Is it your jam? That's my jam. All of them are my jam. <laughs> and remember, you can also find out more information about our full playlist. Uh, also available on Spotify at materdayradio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. 
Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mantra Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And drop is exactly what the temperature is going to do. Weather-wise, that last check of weather. Today, just rain, and that should end later this morning. High 42, then it all changes tomorrow. The wintery mix rolls in. We've got a winter weather storm advisory in effect tomorrow afternoon. The weekend could be bumpy, so mm-hmm. plan ahead. Right now, got a little rain falling in the Rose City, and it's 37 degrees. And closing out our show today, here is Santos Rio, Unstoppable God. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is gonna move. Hope it's okay to tell the truth. Sometimes the doubt starts to win. Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak. Right now my struggle's all I see. But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible odds This is the promise that I'm standing on Nothing can stop an unstoppable God
And it is 8.59 here at Mater Day Radio. That is Sanctus Real Unstoppable God. Oh, you are unstoppable here in the station, Patrick. I was Patrick. a dancing machine. You are filled with the spirit. Got you just had to let going. it out. <laughs> oh, I'm good at that. You ought to see me popping and breaking. Oh, you could break a hip if you pop and break right now, Patrick. <laughs> I am a little sore. That might be the weather. That could yeah, be it. Those yeah, achy, it. achy joints of yours are predicting a storm coming. Sunshine so. this afternoon, though. I promise you, there okay. will be there will be a little. There will be sun. Okay. Mark my words. I feel like you could be right. There will be snow <laughs> for sure. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It's Thursday, so live with passion with Father Cedric this evening.